It's another night at the Fireside Pub. Grab a seat, open a tab, and join us. I'm sitting here this week with Master Criminal Brendan. <laughs> Master Criminal. I'll have you know I've never been convicted of anything. Really? Yes. Ever? Uh, I got caught shoplifting once, but the guy let me go. What? Get out of it. Wait, what were you shoplifting? A muffin. A muffin? I stole a muffin from a gas station when I was uh, 13. Yeah. I was hungry. Sorry, I'm refreshing GameStop.com to see when the pre-orders go. For Jacob is one of those guys who's waiting for the PlayStation 5 pre-orders to pop back up so he can... I don't even really want it. I just want to win. <laughs> I just want to win the fight for the, the system is the thing. You know what I mean? You ever get like one of those things that you want for weeks and it's like been like sold out everywhere and then it will pop up in stock and you get in there in that magic second? Yep. It feels so good. And that's kind of how I'm, what I'm trying to do here with this PlayStation 5. Sure, you're chasing the high. I get it. Yeah. And I want to say, uh, I know anyone listening to this can't see this or understand this, but for the first time since we've started recording the show, I can actually see you at eye level because I know. of the way our microphones are set up. Same. It's kind of weird. We figured it out. It took us... Uh, you could see me at eye level last week. That's true, because we, we were in your guest stands. room yeah. holding microphones like we're at some you know back room at a convention. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> this is the Fireside Pub panel at uh, Des Moines Comic Con. <laughs> Des Moines Comic Con. Yeah, we wouldn't get to go to, like, a main Comic-Con. No, God, no. It would be like, you Shout know... Shout out to Des Moines, man. How you guys doing? Des Moines, Idaho. I'm sure they're doing fine. You think? I mean, it's a small town community, you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, maybe their coronavirus numbers were short, were small. I'd imagine so. I can't think that many people out there. Yeah, no. It's probably... A, a cow probably got it more than anything, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then they had to kill that one and not eat it. It's unfortunate, really, when you get down to it. Yeah. Brad, how have you been? Uh, not too bad, actually. A lot has happened since the last time we talked in, like, the world of entertainment news. Oh. Like, okay. we've had, we've had a lot drop, right? Did, we did the rumors about the, or the prices for the PlayStation 4, uh, 5 and Xbox series The launch? Xbox ones we talked about a while ago. Cause right, because the rumors had come out, and then the Xbox rumors had come out, them. Like, they leaked, and then they confirmed one, and you were like, well, then probably the other one is... The other leaked price. Yeah, and and now we know the price of the PS5. It is four ninety nine for the one with a disc drive, mm-hmm. and three ninety nine for the one without. A hundred dollars for a disc drive. Yeah, that's. Um, it's a four K Blu Ray player, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Um, it's one of those things where it's still a little bizarre to me that one of the most economical options for four K Blu Ray playing is a gaming console. Yeah, just because it does more than just play Blu Rays. Yeah. Right. It's still one of the biggest, like, the dumbest financial decisions I've ever made was buying a 4K Blu-ray pair and not just going, why don't I just buy... An Xbox One X? Yeah, an Xbox One X. Um, Because I I think for the price that you ended up paying for that Blu-ray player, it was pretty close to just the price of Xbox. Yeah, I could have spent an extra hundred and just got a console out of the deal. Yeah. Um, And I could have done something with my my original, you know, Xbox. I could have got, you know, given my brother or whatever. Frame it. Frame it, exactly. It's the master... No, not You'd have to hang that on studs. (laughs) It's so heavy. Thing is bulky, man. Not compared to this new one, but you know. To be fair, though, I will say about the original uh, Xbox One, I don't know that it's as heavy as a One X. A One X is dense. That's true. It's small, but it's heavy. You could kill a guy with that thing. Problem? Yeah. I'm sure you could kill a guy with an original Xbox One as well. Yeah, probably. 
But now they get the you get the Series S and Series X. Did you see uh, the funny thing when the pre-orders went up for the um, Series X? Like Xbox One X sales went up because people were buying the wrong thing. I can't stand Microsoft's inability to name anything. Mm. Like I don't know how it's so hard. Like stop going the Battlefield route and go the Final Fantasy route. You're going a straight line. No, they should go the uh, they should go the Kingdom Hearts route, <laughs> which is like you know Xbox. Two and three eighths over seventy two or whatever the fuck. I don't know. It's Harmony of despair. <laughs> and Microsoft bought Bethesda. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. What do you think that means for Bethesda games? Are they gonna be exclusive to Xbox or are they gonna come out and everything? No, I don't think they're gonna be exclusive to Xbox because Xbox seems to have pushed away from that market. But also too, it's apparently Bethesda's just gonna run itself independently. I believe that. Outside yeah. of being a part of the Microsoft family of studios. Yeah. If nothing if nothing else, it'll probably mean that their systems are optimized for Xbox consoles. Right. Not to say they won't run just as good on other things, but it will be built with that in mind, which comes with its own, you know, string of benefits. I think the big benefit this comes from is Game Pass. Yes. Because you got, you know, like just even just thinking about the big games of the future, like Elder Scrolls Six mm-hmm. is a day one Game Pass game. That's insane. Yeah. If whoever came up with that idea at Microsoft Marketing is a genius, right? Because no. their entire generational push this time seems to be services. Game Pass, services, services, services. Yeah. Right? Like, we buy up Bethesda, we call up Todd Howard and say, hey, we want to buy Skyrim for $7.5 billion. He finally got somebody else to buy Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> and... We're like, all right, we're just going to throw Elder Scrolls on this, and that alone is enough to make people get the service. Right, yeah. Like, if you want people on Game Pass, Elder Scrolls, even just saying Skyrim, Morrowind, and half the other Bethesda titles, a couple of the Fallouts. The entire Bethesda back catalog is going to be on Game Pass. Yeah, like that alone is enough to say, I'm going to try out Game Pass. So they're going to get you on the platform with Bethesda and keep you on there with everything else on the catalog. That's the hope anyway. Mm. Right, so that's a smart move. You know, it's interesting though. Like they've been, they they seem to have been in bed with Bethesda for a while. Because I feel like a ton of Bethesda games were already on Game Pass anyway. You know what I mean? Like um, Fallout seventy six just came to Game Pass. Doom was on there for a while. Rage two. That's true. Uh, I hadn't Dishonored. About that. So like, I mean, definitely you don't just drop seven point five million dollars overnight. Seven point five billion dollars overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Disney money. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, definitely this must have been in the works for a while. And I they were like one of the few companies that seemed to have been sticking with Microsoft for exclusive stuff. What was their last Microsoft exclusive? Like mods for uh, Fallout 4 on consoles were exclusive to Xbox. That's true. I remember that being a big thing people were upset about. And they revealed 76 at the Xbox uh, E3 thing. Yeah. Or they didn't reveal it, but they like showed like a, the first like actual trailer of it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. There. Yeah, they seem to be uh, they seem to be buddies now, which I'm okay with personally. Um, I think Bethesda needs to kind of, you know, be reined in a bit. Yeah, they 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 need to get over themselves a little bit. I feel like they're they're skirting on their name a little too much these days. Big update coming out of Bethesda as well. They have a, n- a new version of their engine for Starfield, and because they literally couldn't make it work anymore. <laughs> and uh, Elder Scrolls set. They can barely make it work now. It's still built off of like Gamebryo. Yeah, <laughs> like, like th- old ass engine that was meant for like MMOs. It's just they've stretched this thing as far as it will go. They keep patching it and modding it and patching it and modding it. 
Chocolate rain. It's not even um, on. You couldn't even do the chocolate rain. Um, but it's just one of those things where they need to kind of get back to what made them popular in the first place. Mm. We love them in spite of their bugs, and in some ways because of their bugs. Yeah, some of the bugs are funny. It's exactly. mainly like when you get the bugs that just fuck your entire, like completion of a video Fallout game? was really bad with that. Like, Skyrim bugs, you can kind of get around because they're funny or they're, they're jokey, you know? Yeah, or it's like something where you get rocketed up into the stratosphere yeah, exactly. by, like, some stupid shit, you know what I mean? But, like, like, Fallout bugs were like, hey, your save's corrupted. Hey, you can't ever do this uh, companion's quest line anymore. Or because it, the companion just, bro- like, it's scripting broke yeah. and shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, that, that kind of stuff is, like, those problems are getting more common than they should be, and I feel like Bethesda needs to pull a Nintendo a little bit and get a rain check and pull themselves in. Nintendo didn't get their rain check. I know. I'm hoping Bethesda does. My friend bought four copies of 3D All-Stars, like physical copies, because he's like in the future when it stops being sold, it's going to be worth money. And I go, you're a fucking idiot. I was like, honestly, you're my friend. I don't even really want this game. I will give you retail price for that just so you can get some of your money back. (laughs) And he goes, no, no, no. I'm playing the long con on this one. He's an optimistic and very patient man. I will give him that. Well, because what I said to him, I was like, if somebody really genuinely wants that game, they're going to get it whatever way they can, whether it's a physical copy or it's a digital version of it. Like, they're going to figure out their way to get it. Yep. If someone actually wants that game. The thing I could maybe see him selling to is collectors, but even then they were on that shit. Yeah. Like, you know, his, white his on rice. His best bet is going to be collectors that are late to the game. Yeah. And... At least five years, ten years after it's done. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, if he keeps it in the packaging and he saves it for his grandkids, yeah, maybe it's worth a little a little something something. Right. It's like when you pull out the little, uh, the golden um, Majora's Mask right. cartridge from N64s. Those are actually worth a little, a little chunk of change. Wasn't the gold one a Blockbuster exclusive thing? Isn't that why it's worth money? I think so. I have the gold one, funny enough. Really? Um, yeah. Maybe the go- maybe I'm thinking of something else that was like a blockbuster exclusive thing that like I don't know if it was blockbuster. It was something like that though. Like it was, it was like, like four, a- so it's a little before my right. But I mean, like it was one of those things where it's like the gold cart was like specifically for like a certain retailer or rental place, mm-hmm. and that's why it's super rare. I can't remember though, because the all the Ocarina of Time carts were gold, weren't they? I think so. Or are they just gray? Um, I've never played those games on the actual systems they were released for, I should say. Really? I've only ever played them through an emulator, or I played the 3DS versions. I uh, I wish I used my N64 more than I do. It's it's still fun to kind of hook it up and mess around with it. That controller, I can't. It's one of my favorite controllers, not because it's good, but just because it's it's fun to use. I don't know how to describe it, but like the weird way you have to hold it and then move your hand, and like it's an... Dude, I look at that thing and I just go, it's it's like patting your head and rubbing your stomach, but made into a fucking controller. That's exactly what it is, and I love it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm a big fan. I can't. Any, but if you ever see someone to hold the outside two uh, handles, don't trust them. They're sociopaths. You hold the middle handle and the right handle. You don't ever do the two outside. Well, yeah. Because then you can't use the thumbstick in the middle without this weird Well, like, most paw. games were built that way, but then there were some games that were built to hold the sides. Yeah, because you needed to use the little D-pad thing on the yeah, corner. Yeah. Like, if there were, like, 2D stuff. Like, that. I think that Kirby game plays like that. There's, like, a 2D Kirby game that's on N64. It's, like, something Dreamland, I'm sure. I never played the Kirby games. I like Kirby. Like, Kirby games are really easy. Like, they're literally, like, 
kind of babies for his platformer sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, they got a nice vibe. They're just fun. Yeah. My extent with Kirby is Smash Brothers. That's about as far as I got with him. Kirby is good in Smash. But that's just because Sakurai is like in love with Kirby. It's true. He's a big Kirby fan. That He's guy. a Kirby stan. <laughs> Kirby stan. <laughs> uh, that big. What do you think Kirby feels like? You think he just feels like a flesh ball? Or do you think it's like a. Do you think he has hair? No, you know those really uncomfortable, like almost gel beanbag chairs. Mm, yeah, I'm thinking he's one of those. Like you squish him and he doesn't quite come back to his shape immediately. He just kind of goes. Oh yeah, he's kind of like one of those like pillow type things. Yeah, that are like uh, or like the weird like stuffed animals that they have, where it's like kind of like filled with little beans. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say, or like packing peanuts, but like it feels weird. Yep, that's that w- what I'm thinking. I'm just like- hoping he doesn't like crinkle when you when you squish him. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he feels like a flesh ball. That would be weird. Like, I feel like he, like you touch him and he just feels like jelly. You know? Like, he feels like a, a fleshlight made human. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Gross. That's the worst way you could have thought about Kirby. Yes, it is, actually. That's probably the, the worst way you could have thought about Kirby. That's not true. The internet always has something worse. It makes sense, because Kirby's got that mega suck going oh, on. Of course he does. <laughs> is it a he? I assume it's a he. I've always assumed it's a he. But I guess we've never... Well, you know what's weird was when I was a kid, I assumed it was a girl because... Just pink. Pink. Right. But now I've come around and I go, I think Kirby's... Everyone refers to Kirby as he. That's true. We've all just assumed Kirby's pronouns. We don't have any basis for that, you know, assumption. Yeah. But hey, I mean, he hasn't corrected us, so let's, let's run with it. That's true. And Sakurai comes out and says, actually... It's a she, then, you know. Actually, Kirby has no gender. It's, uh, that's also entirely he true. Could be, he, could be, uh, he could be, you know, non-gender conforming, gender neutral. It's true. He's a little It's like Birdo. Birdo is confusing, too. Yeah, Birdo. Isn't Birdo technically trans? Maybe? Or something? I honestly don't know. I haven't kept up with the Birdo lore, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I remember reading, like, a thing that was, like, Birdo is, like... Used to be a girl. What are you talking about? Can we? (laughs) No, there's like a thing in the Mario Two manual about Birdo, but I can't remember what it is. And there's, it's like something to the effect of that Birdo is trans. It's very progressive considering the era. Yeah, truly, actually, Mario Two is the most underrated Mario game. That's true. Everyone always talks about one and three. Like it's good. I think the reason why I get shit on it is because it's just Doki Doki Panic. It's not really a Mario game, Mm -hmm. and it's the most different like Mario Two D platformer. Yeah, but it's good. I'm just, I mean, I don't like 3 as much as everybody else does, so I feel like I hold 2 in a higher esteem. I like, love 3. Like, 3 is good, don't get me wrong. It's one of the best 2D platformers ever made. But mm. I don't, I, I can't, I can't gush about it like everybody else does. The best Mario 2D platformer is World. Yeah, you're right. I think, I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that, that conversation went in a million different directions. We talked about the sexual orientation or, and gender of... <laughs> Oh, different characters in the Mushroom Kingdom. Refreshing the GameStop page again, boys. Oh, I'm in line. Oh. I got a new thing. It says, you were in line. We are excited of your interest in the PlayStation 5. Stay tuned, guys. You might get to listen to Jacob drop $500 in real time. I should have grabbed my wallet. <laughs> sure. Do you want to go grab it while I keep Wait, the people company? Does GameStop use PayPal? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Uh, fuck off. I'm going to grab my wallet just in case. Okay. I'm going to talk with these lovely people while you go off and... You know, do your thing. This is very professional of him, actually. You know, getting up in the middle of a recording. Can you tell we've done this before? Well, that was fast. I was expecting to be gone for a minute. He just got up and walked in the other room. Yeah, my yeah. wallet was at the kitchen table. It wasn't <laughs> far away. 
Um, what else do we have to talk about entertainment-wise? Brad, th- there's not going to be a Marvel movie in 2020. Holy Jesus, you're right. It's the first time in 10 years we haven't had a Marvel movie. It's the first time since 2009. Oh, yeah, 11 years. Right? Yeah, yeah 2009. Because there was like a two-year gap between Iron Man 1 and 2. I'm still in line. It's refreshing itself now. Oh. Well, there you go. We've moved up in the world. Perfect. Thank you, GameStop. I don't know. We're, the Marvel Universe is in a place right now where I don't... I'm excited for the stuff they have coming. I don't even know that I'm that excited for the stuff. That, the only thing I'm really excited about, weirdly, is like the Disney Plus shows and uh, Doctor Strange. Strange, I'm interested in to see what they do with. I have a feeling it's just going to be, you know an excuse to get rid of Wanda because they don't know what to do with her anymore. Because Vision was kind of the only reason that Wanda was still around. Well, I guess it depends on what's going to come from Wanda Vision. Yeah. Like, we don't really understand what's going on with that. Seems to be House of M related, which is weird because they don't have mutants. Yeah, not yet. At the time, they didn't. Do you think this is their way of, like, her fucking up, fucking with the multiple universe thing? Is Maybe. What brings in mutants. I just want to see how many of these dots connect, right? Because we got the drop of the the multiverse in uh, Far From Home mm-hmm. when Mysterio said it. Well, I, he's not really from the multiverse, though. He's not, but I mean, I feel like that was it, a, it introduced the concept of the multiverse. Yeah, that got the, the that got the audience familiar with the idea. For those who don't read comics, we got casting of Kang the Conqueror too. So did we really? Who got it? Some guy. From, he's on an HBO show called Lovecraft County. I forget what his name is. Um, but he's cast as Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, so that opens up a lot of multiverse shenanigans. I hate Kang the Conqueror. He just became Marvel's excuse to explain things away <laughs> that didn't make sense. So I think bringing him into the MCU is just going to be kind of just going to be a reason to have some weird Mandela effect. Do you think going. they're ever going to do anything with the real Mandarin? The like the that little teaser they they dropped for um the Iron Man 2, 3, three. three no 2. Two was Mandarin. No, they did the short after Iron Man three. Three was Mandarin. Two was Whiplash. Oh yeah. No, right. I want Two. my bird. I want my bird. I want my bird. I got your bird. It's a very nice bird. I want my bird. I want my bird. Big f- All right, we can stop doing that. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. Three was Mandarin. Um, three was fake Mandarin. Because they did, th- and they did that little teaser with what's his name in the jail with. Um, yeah, because they did the short film. That was like. Uh, I only found out about that like six months ago. That those exist. Yeah. I didn't know that that short Mandarin film exists where, like, he comes in and he's like, you know. There's a real Mandarin. Yeah. Well, the Shang-Chi movie is subtitled Legend of the Ten Rings or yeah. something like that. So, so, Ten Rings is coming back. To the Mandarin. So, I'm I'm all about that. Well, it's weird, though, to do Mandarin now that you don't have Iron Man. That is kind of weird. I mean, I, what would they do instead? Do they, ma- they make him go up against Spidey? Because he's essentially protege Iron Man? I don't know. Like he's not. He's he's not. I can I be honest with you. Mandarin does not work as a concept of a character outside of comic books. He's, he's too ridiculous. Yeah, he's very ridiculous, and he's also. I don't know if they're gonna do like. What? He might go up against Doctor Strange. That would maybe make sense. They both have magic. I guess that's true, but also, I don't know. I feel like he's a character depending on what version they use, who's just so racist or xenophobic that it's tough to do in a movie. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I doubt he's going to be in the like, there's some ancient comic- Chinese secret, huh? Yeah, you know, like, there, like that. there are some versions of him. That I doubt are- they're going to basically make him Luck Duck Dong from <laughs> fucking 16 Candles. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I wonder what they're going to do with him. 
But I'm more I'm more interested about the Loki stuff. Like that that's kind of the that's the big thing I'm looking forward to. Well, that's just gonna be a weird show because it's just set in an alternate timeline. Now. I want to see if they jump back and forth. Do you like, think he jumps back like, and is forth? Is it? Maybe? Are they gonna do this multiverse thing where it's a combination of Wanda screwing with the timelines, uh, Loki jumping between past and present? Like, how are these dots gonna connect? Are they gonna be? In, is there gonna be any crossover? Like, if he's a TV show now, does he get to go hang out with Daredevil? Like. No, because Daredevil is, is uh, done. It's just done. Yeah, I know, which bums me out. Eh. Dude, that whole line That show of, had diminishing returns. I enjoyed every season of it. I will agree that I th- I think two was the best. Yeah. Uh, th- that was the one with Punisher, right? Yeah. Yeah. That so was I, a good season. The first season was still super good. It was a good origin season. Yeah. Um, and three, three I think was fine. Um, it had its weaknesses, but it was it was pretty good. Dude, that fight in the hallway slash like stairwell in season two mm-hmm. when he's got the chain on his arm, that's awesome. I, I love how that became Daredevil's thing. In every season, he got at least one long, drawn-out hallway fight. Well, that's just became every character on Netflix Marvel shows thing was just fighting in a hallway. And I was so happy. Like, that long, no-cuts panning shot of him of them just fighting their way through whatever they're doing. Dude, that part where he fucking swings the chain up and takes out the lights... Dude, yeah, dog, that's badass. It's awesome. And I mean, what sucks is that like they all seem to be really getting into it. Like Jessica Jones had kind of hit its stride a little bit and then faltered. Like David Tennant as Purple Man was fantastic. I never watched season three of Jessica Jones. I didn't either. I only I watched season one. I got halfway through season two, and season two was not great. No, it's kind of boring. I think um, Luke Cage had a very similar issue where like it had much bigger ups and downs than some of the other ones. Um, Iron Fist was kind of just down until Luke Cage. I thought was the one that had the most consistent season. The biggest mistake was killing off Cottonmouth. He w- the Mahar- was Mahershala Ali. Ali. Yeah, he was Who's Blade now. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's awesome, dude. He was stellar as Cottonmouth. Like he just carried that first half of that season on his back. Hmm. Like. I don't know, but when you got to Diamondback and like that shit got ridiculous. Like he he literally punches the dude and runs away, going "I'm Luke Cage," and people buy it. Like <laughs> I forgot about it. Like that. oh, I guess it was Luke Cage. You know, don't you know? Don't pay attention. He's six inches shorter and doesn't sound like Luke Cage. And the fact that he has a big exoskeleton yeah. on or whatever. That was cool though too. How they incorporated like hammer tech into that. Like that yeah. was all hammer tech shit. Yeah. But I don't know. Oh man, that you know what that would have been a good uh, time to do. Hmm. Give me a little cameo from Michael Keaton. Yeah, that that would have been pretty cool. You know, he sells the shit to to Diamondback. You know what I mean? I'd be totally fine if he kind of because he didn't get anything to do in the movies. If he kind of fell back and was like, "I'm now the TV." Uh. Well, speak too soon. He's gonna be in Morbius. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. You know how Morbius is coming out? Morbius the Living Vampire, Spider-Man villain getting his own movie like Venom did? No, I didn't know that. There's a whole ass trailer out for Are you it. serious? Where have yes. I been? And at the end of the trailer, Michael Keaton is there and he goes, Michael Morbius, you know, what do you what's up, Doc? Or some shit like that. But it's like weird because it's not an MCU movie, it's just a Sony movie. That's that is weird. So I wonder if like Disney's just like do whatever you want. Like, as long as we can keep using Spider-Man in our movies, if you want to make this shit connected somehow, do whatever you want. Yeah. We don't care. Spider-Man makes us a lot of money. We would like to keep him. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
And, you know, and it seems connected to Far From Home because it's like there's like spray paint of Spider-Man on a wall. And it's like, where did you go? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he would be in hiding after his identities out there. I I want at least one Venom movie in the MCU. I don't care if it's Tom Hardy's Venom. I don't care if it's a new Venom. I want at least one Venom made from Disney. I'm a man of two minds on Tom Hardy's Venom. He it. It's okay overall, but it's also just insanely bad in parts. <laughs> I really liked the Venom. Weirdly enough, his like, design looked. He looked awesome. His like, design the CG looked, looked good. His his di- his character was a little too '90s Venom for me. Um, well, no, because I, I kind of wanted it to be more lethal enforcer, but it wasn't that. No, we got turd in the wind, is what we got, which is like a turd in the wind. Um, yeah, but also too, I think that a solo Venom movie really pointed out the problem to me is that all of Venom Venom's villains are just goo men. And like yeah. so, you're just watching two things of goo just slap into each other, and because they're all they're all the symbiotes. Which I mean, it should, the sequel should be interesting because it's carnage. Yeah, maybe. Woody Harrelson with his little orphan Annie wig. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's so much I want them to do. I just don't know. I don't know where they're going. Like this is the first time in like five years that we haven't had an extensive plan for Marvel. Because it went phase one, phase two, phase three. But we knew about phase three by, like, the middle of phase two. True. So, like, we're going into phase four now, and we don't know anything about half of what's in phase four and anything after that. Can I tell you what aggravates me about Marvel's phases? What? It used to be phase one, it ended with an Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. And phase two... They could have easily ended it with an Avengers movie and had the start of Phase 3 be Ant-Man, but they were like, nope, Ant-Man is Phase 2. And then they did the same, like, Phase 3 ends, and it's like, okay, so it should end with Endgame, first movie of Phase 4 is Spider-Man. Nope, it ends with Spider-Man. Phase 3 ends with Spider-Man. It's like, fuck off. Just end it with the Avengers movies or the team-up movies, because then it makes sense. Yeah, you have a nice little break point. I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I like Marvel movies. They're the to me they're the pinnacle of popcorn movies. They are junk food in cinema form. Exactly. Which they're the better version of like I don't want to say better version of DC movies. A DC has has coming around in some ways. DC is doing interesting things now. I will say that they're I, trying. I like more of what they're doing now, where it's like you know. Our movies will connect here and there where it's applicable, but we're not just trying to force a universe to happen. Yeah. It's almost like relationships in that way. You can't force a relationship to happen. It's true. You it's just got to happen naturally. You got to take your time. You got to, you know, let's see. You got to play the long con. Yeah. In some ways, that's kind of the best way to do it. But it's one of those things where I was going to say that the better form of like Transformers movies, right? Where like Transformers movies are, when you think of popcorn junk food movie, you think Transformers. See, my problem was the original trans, the original like trilogy of Transformers was like that, and then they started to get too complicated with their lore. It's so you can't even just sit back and just watch them anymore. You got to be like, what the fuck? Wait, the Transformers fought with King Arthur, <laughs> and there was a watch that there was a watch Transformer that killed Hitler. What? But they weren't here until the first movie. But then they were also here in the forty, and the, they were here at Caveman Time. Like, what is going on, Michael Bay? I don't know. There's enough for you to be able to, to drill down and really munch on for a Marvel movie, but not so much that, like, 
and it becomes complicated. Yeah, or the and the best part is you can ignore all of that and still have a perfectly fun time. There are people who show up who don't really like comic books, who don't really like Marvel movies, but they're going because you know their friend or brother or their boyfriend or girlfriend are really into it, and they're like, "What? I, this this excites you? I'm gonna go." You that, can sit down and watch it, and you're still gonna have a good time. It's enjoyable enough for people. Yeah. That, really, that's that's all we want, right? Mm. That's why they make a trillion dollars every time they make one of these stupid things. You're not wrong. Honestly, too, I feel like we all should really give a round of applause to Robert Downey Jr. Because honestly, like looking at it now after playing the Avengers game, Iron Man could have been so fucking annoying. <laughs> because, and folks, I love Nolan North. You know, he's a little overplayed now. I'm kind of sick of him. In every video game. He but, gets a lot of work. But I do consistently usually like him, especially when he's good at a role. But he is so fucking annoying in the Avengers game. <laughs> Not a fan? He just, it, like, it's just constant one line. And, like, the thing is, is, like, Tony Stark is usually, like, you know, you can say, like, it's, it's constant one-liners if you really just boil it down. But at least he's serious when he needs to be. Right. You know what I mean? Robert Downey Jr. really walked that line between being quippy and being, like, snarky. Mm. Like, where everything out of his mouth wasn't always a joke or a quip. But it always had that, like... It was always steeped in that sarcastic, jackassy voice. Right. And it worked. Yeah. Nolan North, it doesn't work. No? Not really. Do you think it's you think it's North's performance? Do you think it's the writing? A combination of both? A combination of both, I think. Well, actually, I don't know. Well, North's performance is fine, because Nolan North... Just in his regular persona, like that he has outside of being like Nathan Drake, or even Nathan Drake. Like Nathan Drake is it's pretty close to is kind of the perfect tone that you should have struck for this, because the writing on Nathan Drake is pretty close to movie Tony Stark, mm -hmm. in that he's serious when he needs to be, but then also you know can get in a good jab here and there. With this, I think the writers just were like, "What's Tony Stark? He's funny guy. Let's just make him be funny guy." Yeah, you know. How's the rest of the cast? You know, Walmart action figure Thor and Black so I haven't Widow. really I haven't unlocked him yet to play as so I haven't really gotten much of a thing with him. He does have a funny line in the opening, uh, so he seems to be a little bit more Ragnarok than than Thor one than Thor one or Dark World. Okay, or and I guess like maybe more like first Avengers movie Thor because even then like he he's not fully jokey like Ragnarok. But, like, he's got that mix of tone that, like, the first Avengers He's still has. got that man-out-of-time feeling. Yeah. Um, Captain America's just Captain America's like, boring. Captain America can be so boring if it's not done correctly. Dude, if nothing else, that tells you how just great Chris Evans was at portraying that character. Because, on paper, he's not a terribly interesting character, mm -hmm. right? He's the guy who does good because good needs to be done, even when it's not the easy thing to do, right? He always, you know. He's just less powerful Superman. Like, Superman's so boring because he's like a Boy Scout. And like, truth, justice, the American one. And it's like, that's Captain America's character in a nutshell. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's really hard to make that interesting. If you're a good writer, you can do a lot with that. Yeah. Like, and don't, there's plenty of comic runs where Cap is great and the movies, he's great. I get the impression this game is not one of, is not going to join those hallowed halls. He's barely in it, so <laughs> <laughs> he fucking died in the opening and hasn't come back, so. I feel like, uh, yeah, and you, you mentioned you play a lot, most of the game is um, Marvelous Miss Maisel. No. Uh, uh, ooh, very close, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Marvelous Miss Marvel. <laughs> Um, well, so far I have, well, now that I'm unlocking more characters, it seems to letting me be pick them for missions, unless it's a specific story mission that is 
for that character. That is pushing me into being Kamala Khan. So, but which really fucks me sometimes because I don't have any gear for her, really. <laughs> so, like, she's so underleveled oh, right, for some stuff. I, I always forget that it has that it's Destiny It's a fucking gear Destiny system. game. I always forget that. And so I even said this on Twitter yesterday. I was like, I'm ma- like back to being a man of two minds about things. I'm a man of two minds about this game because there are parts of it that I'm like, this is a fun superhero game. The story is okay. We're, we're following it. It's fun. There's cool moments. Like there was a part where I was Iron Man. I was like in a like prototype ass suit because he didn't have like a fabrication unit on the helicarrier that you have as a base right now. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I got to do this so that way we can get a power cell so I can run the fabrication unit. And he's in the shitty fucking suit that he just made out of random scrap metal. And so you're flying through the canyon and shit. And he's like, there's lasers and shit flying at you. And he's like, Jarvis, put on something fast. And it starts playing ACDC. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, this is what I want. Right. You know, these are the kind of... Mo- like, like I want a full game. That's the thing is I think that this game is, is almost like just too much. Like, they should have maybe focused on making individual hero games and then make an Avengers You're game. You're telling me you want the Marvel Cinematic Universe but in video game form? I mean, I do want that. I'm very curious to see what the Spider-Man integration is going to be in this. Like, is it going to be Yuri Lowenthal and... I hope so. He's my favorite video game Spidey. He's honestly... One of the best Spideys general. In media, outside of, like, you know... He's my favorite Peter Parker in media, I think. Yuri Lowenthal. Like that's tough, I, but I think I, I'm I'm close. It's to like him or Tom Holland. Like I've come around on like I really love Tom Holland as Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom McGuire is a, like so every Spider every Peter Parker before like Tom Holland has like the problem of like one half is good, one half is not. Yeah, like P, uh, Tom McGuire, good Peter Parker, bad Spider Man. Uh, Andrew Garfield, bad Peter Parker, good Spider Man. Tom Holland is a good mixture of both. Yep. He's just the right level of dorky as Peter Parker, and he's the fun, he's like the right level of jokey as Spider Man. And Yuri Lowenthal, though, is perfect as both. I agree. I, he does kind of take, when you, when you phrase it like that, he does kind of take the Garfield esque quips. Because mm. I think Garfield is, the, is probably the best Spider Man we've had. Like, I think, I, I see the face you're giving me, and the, the folks at home can't see it. But, like, when I think of Spider Man, I come to that line in the when he's in the alley or near the car or whatever. He's, it's my one fear: small knives. Yeah, it's like that's perfect Spider-Man right there. That right? is a hundred percent a line Spider-Man would say. Yes. And then you get to something like uh, McGuire's Peter Parker, where it's maybe a little too nerdy, but I have a soft spot for that. The one, the one like joke he has when he's in the Spider-Man costume is when he's doing the wrestling match, and he's like, "That's a nice suit you got. Did your husband make it for yeah. you." <laughs> That, yeah, he, he's not super quippy as Spider-Man. And that's part of it is I think that we're, that's still young Peter Parker. Mm. Lowenthal has a little more freedom in that he's playing Like adult, Peter Parker yeah, years co- yeah, he's, he's college era Peter Parker. Um, but Lowenthal is just great. He's one of my favorite voice actors in general. Yeah. He does a lot of anime work. He does a lot of video game work. Mm. I, I hear him in damn near everything. I remember when we first saw like the trailer... For that, like we, because we were doing complete with DLC at the time, so we were watching the E3 conferences together. Mm-hmm. And when they showed the first trailer, he like started talking. You went Sasuke, yeah, because I'm like, did they really get Yuri Lowenthal to do this? And I started listening again, and yeah, son of a bitch, it, it was Yuri Lowenthal. And I remember being iffy on that pick at first, but yeah, I mean, he proved me wrong. I remember thinking it was weird that they used Yuri Lowenthal 
because he was also the Sunset Overdrive yep. voice actor for the male character. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was weird that they would use him again, but he's he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's my favorite version of Spider-Man in like media outside of comics. Um, yeah, I don't remember what our original point was. We were talking. Oh yeah, so I'm I'm curious if we are getting the Marvel games universe, because even like the opening like boss fight is with Taskmaster, but it's a different design than the PS4 Taskmaster, like mm-hmm. the Spider-Man PS4 Taskmaster. So I, and I couldn't tell the voice actors were the same. It's been a long time since I played Spider-Man and did the Taskmaster fight. So I don't even know if it's the same voice actor or anything. So how do you feel about the whole Miles mm-hmm. Morales uh, shenanigan? That looks awesome. It looks awesome. How do you feel about the whole upgrade thing? I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Like the fact, the game itself is what it's fifty dollars just think. for Miles Morales. It's like, yeah, it's like forty or fifty. And then it's, uh, which tells me that there's a decent amount of content there. I would hope so. Because I mean, you look at the the games in the past that they've done that sort of like reduced pricing for. That's like a spinoff game like that, like the Uncharted Lost Legacy thing. Mm-hmm. There's a decent amount of content there for. I think that was forty dollars. This is fifty. I wonder if it's just fifty because it's next gen game, and so. Yeah, like it's that ten dollar bump. They're shooting for seventy these days, right? For well, yeah, most most games now seem to be going to the seventy dollar range. I have an interesting thing to talk about an argument I got with my friend with about that. This episode has all been about video games and comic books, and so this this is just what this whole episode is going to be about. I'm sorry, people, like yeah. if you don't care. I mean, how far are we in? I'm going to guess we're like half thirty seven minutes in. Yeah, so at this point, if you're still listening, you're probably into it. But yeah. if you're not, we do apologize. We do apologize. Next week will be more of a general episode for you. Well, I don't promise that. I don't promise that, but we're just we're just going off today, folks, on video <laughs> games and comic books. So. It seems like most next-gen games are shooting to be 70 or at least, like, you know, pay 70 now and you get the upgraded version in the future. Or some of them are just doing the free upgrade thing, like Cyberpunk is doing that and and a bunch of other games have announced they're doing that. Like Madden, I think if you bought it within a certain window, you get the next-gen version for free. Yeah. If not, then it's just going to be a $10 upgrade thing, so pretty much $70 in the end. Um, but, yeah, it's so it's... Hurts my wallet thinking about that, man. I really don't care if it can if it can cut down on microtransactions is my thing i think it won't you know it it won't won't. for certain games i know it won't it won't for like the call of duties and the maddens of the world which are the games that need it the most but the thing is is like the way those games so so actually call of duty's gotten way better with with monetization and like microtransactions because now as it is you just buy cod points if you want to buy they have like packs of like stuff that you can get, and you know exactly what you're getting for the amount of COD points you're getting it for, or you just buy the battle pass. Mm-hmm. And I think a battle pass system is so much better than, um, like the random loot boxes and and shit, or just paying for like random blind packs and sports games and stuff like that. Right. I would much rather it just be like a battle pass system for everything. So honestly, monetization actually has been getting better overall, but I would like if like you know. Charging me ten more dollars for a game can somehow offset the cost of development enough to where it's like, okay, we have microtransactions still, but they're not as egregious. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. It's like it's always like the little wins I want to get with this. I, I'm not saying that we're going to get rid of microtransactions altogether. That's a ridiculous idea. Yeah, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But as long as they can stop being as egregious as they were, and they definitely have been getting better. But you know what I mean. Just like I just want it to keep getting better. But. With Spider-Man, you can spend $70. With Miles Morales, you can spend $70, and you get the PS4 Spider-Man upgraded for PS5. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad deal. 
no, I am. I guess it depends on if you've played that game, which I have, but I would love to play it again. With uh, First of all, the ray tracing in that game, Maron. It's probably one of the games that are going to benefit the most from it. Looks so good. The puddles, my God. <laughs> the light from the, oh my God. It just, games have been $60 for so long, and I get, they've been talking about this $70 bump for years. Yeah. Because they, they're they like, we got to adjust for inflation. We got to adjust for inflation. We can't keep charging 60 bucks. So on and so forth. And I get that. I think it comes down more to, to the content that you get with games. Like, I don't think five-hour games are going to be able to exist anymore. Unless it has some sort of multiplayer component to they it. They have to be Steam-related. They have to be, like, on a smaller form, on a smaller platform. Not, not a different platform, but, like, a console release. Like, it's going to be hard to sell a game that's less than, like... 15 hours unless you s severely marked on the price you do like a right. journey and you say we're gonna sell it for 15 bucks yeah right don't get me wrong like smaller games like that will always still exist and it will be like 15 dollars or whatever but mm -hmm. i mean like specifically like a 60 dollar release you can't sell a game that's five to ten hours anymore nope if you're gonna sell it for 70 dollars you know what i mean so and the thing is, is like there are games that could warrant you paying way more than 70 dollars like something like the witcher you know the amount of content that's there and Cyberpunk remains to be seen how much yeah. content is actually in it. But if you assume, let's just going by assumption, it will be about the same size as the amount of content in Witcher. Yeah. Like, it just, it, it only bums me out for, it bums me out for two reasons, mostly. One's personal, one's kind of existential. So the personal reason, I think, is it just, like, that's a lot of money to have to spend on a new game to the point where, like, 70 bucks, like, even 60 is a lot, right? Mm. But 70, you're getting to the point where, like, that's a that's like a week of grocery. Or that like, that's a grocery shopping trip. That's a that's almost groceries are usually more. It depends how many people are in your house. Right. Um, that that's like that's almost a phone bill. That's almost like yeah. Like that that's not a small chunk of change. Right. And at the existential level, I think it's one of those things where I have a hard time trying to get people into gaming because I'm always trying to get more people to play games. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's a medium that not enough people play. Or don't take seriously enough to to really understand how it can help them. Right. Like, there's a lot of stress relief. There's a lot of fun that can be had with a game, and there's a game out there for everybody. I don't care if it's Bejeweled or Candy Crush or whatever. There's a game out there for everybody. It's gonna help. But I have a real hard time getting people into gaming when I have to say, yeah, you know, if you're trying to get into console gaming like this, then you gotta buy this, you know, four hundred dollar freaking box or. Even if you go the cheap version, you get three hundred, and then you got to buy a seventy dollars game on top of that. Mm. It's just like it—it's it, becoming such a hard. It's sell. a tough sell, you know. Like I can't—I can't go up to somebody and say, "I really like this game. You should spend seventy dollars on it and see if you like it." Yeah. I can't do that. Mm. I could barely do that with sixty. Right. I would usually say, "I really like this game. Don't buy it until it's on sale," because I don't know if you're gonna like it. Mm. Even if I loved it, it could be a—it could be a great game. So the argument I had with my friend last night about this was he said to me something because i said oh if i can get a ps5 pre-order like i'll pre-order it because i just like i said i want to win mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't really speaking I, of how are we doing uh we're still in line okay it just keeps refreshing I, maybe if I, let's see if i refreshed it no i don't want to fuck up yeah, my don't, place in don't line. ruin it you're you're in line uh wait i i didn't even read the white part this is so funny just relax and please just relax and please don't refresh the page or start a new session. You are in queue to join us in this exciting event. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't leave the line to get coffee because your spot's not going to be here when you get back. Right, exactly. So I'm just going to sit here. I'm glad I read that because now I won't refresh it. But um, I said if I can win it, and he goes, have fun paying $70 for video games. And I go, buddy, it doesn't matter if I buy games 
on PC or buy games on console, if you don't think that the future price for all new games is seventy dollars, or at least like new AAA games is seventy dollars, like you're out of your fucking tree. Yep. Like, and then he got in this whole argument with me, and then it just ended up with being like, "Well, I can wait for a sale," and I go, "That's fucking great." Like, I'm just saying though. Like my your whole do that point, now. Your whole point was. Your whole point was have fun paying seventy dollars for video games, and it's like. If you're going to buy a brand new video game, if something comes out that is like, you're, I need to play this, you know, something of the level of like a cyberpunk or whatever that game may be for you. Right. Like, you're going to spend $70 on it in the future. The second it becomes the standard price for all video games, everything will be $70. Yep. And that's the thing. It's the same thing with freaking... $60. Not every game used to be $60. It was kind of... Some games had varying price points. Yeah, you used to get like 40s, you'd get 50s. You'd, like, they'd be kind of all over the place a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and then 60 just became the standard. And so if you if you put out a brand new, like, boxed video game, for the most part, it was $60. So I'm like... Ballpark it for me. Let's say we're now... Next year. Everything's $70. No, I wasn't going to say 70 bucks. Oh, okay. I was going to say, imagine we're now, we're now 45 Oh, okay. What's the standard price for a new boxed video game? Hundred bucks? No, no, definitely not. That would so? be twenty years from now, right? So yeah. let's see. How long did we have sixty dollars? Probably like twenty years, right? Probably about twenty years. That we had sixty dollars video games, kind of thing. Oh, hold on, let me, let me do some quick googling while you run down your line of thinking. Because I'm thinking, you know, if we just go by the the math of the way we are now, you know, that would be like twenty years from now. Or say like we're in our forties. Mm-hmm. Probably we're maybe up to eighty at that point. Honestly, I'd really I don't think it's gonna make that much of a drastic jump in between that time unless games start literally becoming like just number one so prohibitively expensive to make. So it looks like um, it was in 1990 an NES game cost about 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's according to inflation, it's 89 dollars in 2013 money because the website I'm using IGN here. Okay, thank you. Internet Gaming News. What does that <laughs> IGN stand for? I have no clue. Uh, Imagine Games Network, I think. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, Seventy dollar uh, uh, N sixty four cartridges in nineteen ninety eight would be the equivalent of a hundred dollars today, and the fifty dollar PlayStation two game in two thousand five is worth sixty, which was what the retail price for them is for in twenty thirteen, adjusting for inflation. Right. So we went from fifty in nineteen ninety. Uh, there were seventy dollar N sixty four cartridges. Well, that was because cartridges were just expensive to make at that point. Correct. Um, but it, it seems like we, we were at the 50 to 60 range since the mid-2000s. What we're not taking into account is the death of retailers. That's true. Brick and mortars have died for the most so part. So if brick and mortar dies and GameStop, if, if people don't have to be nice to GameStop to get them to sell the box itself, then it comes to the point of if everything just goes all digital in the future, which I could totally see happening and I kind of hope it does, um, games could could become cheaper. I can't I can't get on the digital bandwagon, man. Like I like the convenience of digital libraries. Mm. I love that. I worry that at some point we're gonna go the Stadia route because they just announced um, Amazon just announced their competitor to Stadia. The the the, the, uh, the game titles on that thing whoosh. How Yike. can you announce a competitor to a service that is already dead? I don't... Well, they're smart because theirs is just what I said Google should do. It's $5 a month and you just get a list of games. See, that's that's kind of what worries me, though, is because I don't... 
that's the next logical step for the digital marketplace, right? No, it's you not. go from all digital to you go, oh, now it's all just cloud computing. Now you just do it off your your TV or your phone. Or I your think this cloud. Or that. Com- I think cloud computing is going to go the way Xbox was doing it, which is like it's just an option on top of your Game Pass. You know, if you want to play your games wherever you want, then you have the cloud thing. But I don't think having the thing downloaded and playing it natively will ever go away. I think though boxes and discs will. That's the thing is like I as soon as these companies can figure out how they can market themselves without having to build a five hundred dollar box that they have to sell at a loss for seven years, like as soon as they can do that, they're gonna stop doing it. Yeah. Because they don't want to be selling these boxes. They're selling them because that's how they get you on the platform. But you'd hope at the point where that could come is just going to be when internet is good enough to actually support game streaming. Oh, sure, but my worry about it isn't... The technology worry is part of it. I know that we don't have the infrastructure, or even if you do have the infrastructure, like, it's just not worth doing. But my worry about it is that, like, with something like the game streaming thing, you you literally don't own any of that. It's like an old MMO. If that server shuts down, you've lost everything. I mean, you have that same sort of problem now with stuff, though. No, not even really, even right? digital games that you buy, you can still download them and own them. With you streaming, you can. can. Yeah, but eventually they go off sale. You know what I mean? Sure, but if you had it at one point, like if I have, if I buy a game off Steam, right, and that that game's going to be delisted, I can download it, save a, a local copy, and I I still own that game. I still have it. Right. Right. If a game streaming service shuts down, if I'm, I'm one of the guys who jumped on the Stadia bandwagon, like yeah, let's go. You just lost all your games. Right? There's I mean, no there's not, not even an option for you to download the stuff you're streaming. You're not wrong. But I th- honestly I feel like that future is so far flung that like we don't even have to worry. It's what about they it. said about global warming and now look at us now. And now look at us now. It got way too cold, way too wiggly. <laughs> now it's not too cold. It's if anything not cold. Well enough. no, now the last couple of days has been comfortable. It's been nice. It has been, yeah. It's but been like super it was weird. It was like one week it was like fucking eighty out, and then the next day it was like sixty five, and it just felt way colder than it actually was. It was yeah, it was the temperature difference that f- kind of felt wacky. Yeah, that kind of fucked with us. So I don't know. It it it, it bums me. I'm really excited for this generation and really scared for this generation for a lot of the same reasons. I'm excited because a lot of the technology is starting to get to a point where we're starting to see some really cool things get made where really, really high-end, very impressive things are done cheaply. But a lot of the practices, a lot of the, the things that we're trying to do on the business side of things are scaring me a little bit, you know? Yeah. I, can, I definitely see your perspective on it. I don't know. I think it's I got that from my brother, funny enough, because he's super, like, he's super anti-streaming. Like, I'm against it, but he's just, he, like, he's planting a flag. He's going out there around government buildings. We don't want streaming services. Like he's one of the, he's one of the people that thinks five G gives you the coronavirus, <laughs> <laughs> and they tried to burn down five G towers. Uh, like when it comes to like entertainment streaming, Netflix and all that, on board. He's totally fine with it. Game streaming. That's though, so weird, though. You know what I mean? It's 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 almost the same sort of thing. You know, if physical Blu-ray and stuff goes away, and it just all becomes digital buying a movie. Like your same problem exists with games. I guess. Well, I mean, we don't really have that. The same thing with music right now. Like, if Spotify went down, like almost like ninety percent of people don't have like a local music library. <laughs> you no. know what I mean? No, it's almost all streamed these days. And I don't. I can't tell you why that feels different to me. But for some reason, it does. Having a digital library of games that I pay maybe because every- it's way less of an upfront cost than like a sixty dollar video or a seventy dollar video game, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, maybe right because like I guess. 
Netflix and Spotify, right? Like I'm streaming my entertainment. I'm streaming my music. I don't own any of it. And if at any point those services go down, I don't retain any of that. Maybe the thing also with movies and music is like, you know, you can, at least especially with like movies and stuff, like you're maybe, unless it's something that you just really love, like if it's a movie that is just like your favorite movie ever, Mm -hmm. you're really only going to experience it maybe two to three times your entire lifetime that you really care to actually sit down and watch that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that, and like with a video game though, you can always go back and be like, you know, I want to play whatever again. You know, even if it's just a single player game, you'd be like, yeah, I want to play through Uncharted 2 again. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of games that you, you could play a couple times a week, but it's maybe only 15 minute sessions, right? Like I get home from work and I'm like, hey, you know what? I feel like playing a quick game of Rocket League right now. I'm just kind of, Kind of in the mood for it. That's me banging out like two missions at a time in Avengers right now. Right, like like maybe it's maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just our, our engagement levels with that media is different. Mm. I don't know. It, it's an interesting thing to to think about. But you know what is interesting with me, and it's almost got me thinking about what I'm gonna end up playing Cyberpunk on. Hmm. I notice I only really play video games at my computer in short sessions. Really? Like, I'm... Even if I have, like, a big single-player game, like, I'm not sitting there. I don't know if it's just the fact of, like, when I think of playing a video game, I want to sit on a couch. And I want to just sit back and play a video game. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, you know, like, sitting at a desk, it feels, like, way more, like, uncomfortable in a sense. Yeah. So I'm just, like, I'm going to play in short session. Or most of the games I play on PC are usually short short session games, like something like Left 4 Dead or something like that. Or, or Warzone. Yeah. I See, it's funny because I'm kind of in the opposite boat. Where, like, I much prefer playing a longer form game at my desk with my, like, maybe it's because I have two monitors where I'm just, like, I can, I have something up on the other screen. I can still focus on it. But, like, if I have to go out into, like, the living room or the other room and sit down on the couch and play a game, like, that means I'm, like, committed to playing that game. Mm. And I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to play for a bit. And there aren't a whole lot of games that I do that with. I'm curious if I should just maybe hook my PC up to my TV when Cyberpunk comes out. Just play it on the couch like that. It's not a bad idea. Could do that. I don't know. The only game I'm playing outside of my PC space right now is uh, Tsushima. Mm. My brother got it for me for my birthday. Oh, the color of the website changed. In a good way or a bad way? Like, the picture is still black, but the rest of the screen is not in dark, in night mode anymore. It's white now. Maybe that means you've moved up in line? I don't know. I have no fucking clue how this works, folks. I don't think I'm getting this PS5. I'm Maybe not. Maybe not. I gotta decide what I'm buying if I'm buying either of them. Uh, it's the kind of thing of out of the two consoles, the one I'm probably more inclined to buy is the PlayStation, just because I can just play all the Xbox games on PC anyway. Yeah. So there's no need for me to. And and the thing is, if I'm gonna get an Xbox, I'm not gonna get the S. I'm gonna get the X. Right. I mean, because. Because go big or go home. Exactly. You know what I mean, except for with this, I want the digital edition of the PS5, just because I don't care about having a disk drive. Yeah. I don't know. I I think I told you this uh, before we recorded, but I've had such a long streak going for so long of ha- of owning every console to come out mm. that I don't want to skip a generation at this point. Like I've had every console from the N64 forward. I have owned them all, and I still have them all. Um, I think the only exception is I don't have a Wii anymore. Um, I think my brothers have that one. They took that with them, but everything else I have. And I don't want to lose that streak. But I know I'm not going to, like, I can count on my fingers the number of times I've really sat down and played the Xbox One. I don't need a One X. 
I really don't. Or Series X. Or Series X, sorry. Um, fucking Microsoft and their naming. Um, I, I just screwed that up, and I know about video games. How do you think, yeah. you know, grandma, grandma trying to buy... <laughs> trying to buy little Timmy his fucking <sighs> Xbox for Christmas. God. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't need either of them, realistically. I don't need no. either of them. In reality, I don't either. I, but goddamn, I want them. Yeah. Yeah, it's that weird thing, you know? It's like, I don't need one. It's probably a stupid waste, a uh, stupid use of my money, but I want one. Yeah. I know. The only thing you I'm know? telling myself is like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to the holidays. That overtime pay that you're going to be working your butt off for, That's, this is what it's going to. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like every time I'm sitting there, at three you need that stress the- release. You know what I mean? And you know what? Maybe that's Demon Souls. Dude, I'm so excited for that. I that alone is enough. Less. <laughs> like when they did that little, there were some things in that, that gameplay trailer that I was a little iffy about. First of all, when I was watching, I was like, why does Demon Souls seem so much easier than Dark Souls? <laughs> Like, cause it just seemed like one hit, and he was killing everything. Yeah, I wonder if that was a de- uh, a demo thing, or if it really was just like the opening um, level, the opening level. But you never played Demon Souls, have you? I no, I've never played it. I watched a little bit of a playthrough, um, but I decided to stop watching it because it was around the time that they announced they were going to do a, a remaster. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, all right, I'll back off and I'll I'll wait. But I'm super excited about that because it's the only Souls World game I haven't played. I don't like Souls games, so you won't you won't catch me buying that on day one, folks. Dude. The only, literally, the only PS5 game I actually want to play is fucking Spider Man. We have anything else good coming out? Like for me, it's at Demon la- Souls, Spider Man. At launch, I don't know. I don't think so. I I guess are the next gen versions of Cyberpunk going to be ready at that point? You think? Well, no, because no, I don't think so. That game comes out like a week before the new yeah, console it's like comes out. what second week of November that 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 stuff comes out. Uh, I, w- I want to say it's like November fifteenth. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Let's I might have just made that up though. You Google the release date of the PlayStation Five, and I'll Google the release date of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. There we go, folks. Teamwork makes the dr- the dream work. I can't talk today. Makes the dream duke. <laughs> I can't. First of all, I already went to the Wikipedia page and it said that the next gen version is going to be in 2021 anyway. So. Oh, right, right. well, that answers that question. Uh, the answer November 19th for Cyberpunk. And for the PS5 release date is November 12th. Oh, it's like the week after. Yep. Yeah. So I definitely don't need this next gen console. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't need it either, but. I want one, though. Yeah. And maybe that's, in the end, that's really the lesson we should take from this is just, you know, treat yourself. So treat yourself responsibly. Exactly, you know. If you, I, I don't treat myself responsibly. That's my problem. I spend too much money on stupid things like AirPods and VR headsets and very expensive computers. And I spend three weeks saying I really want to buy this thing. I'm definitely gonna buy this thing. Then I don't buy it. See, I sit here and I go, I could buy a next gen console. I could buy the Rodecaster Pro. What should I do? Oh <laughs> you know? my! You and the freaking Rodecaster Pro, dude. I look at it. It looks. So it looks so clean. There's not a fucking thousand knobs on it. It's the only the knobs I need, which is the volume of us, and that's it. I mean, hey, the, the knobs make you look professional. The knobs do make you look professional, but then I just look at this and I go, I don't know what half this fucking shit does. <laughs> he was fiddling with his little knobs for about 15 minutes before uh, our recording, so. I wasn't, f- I was fiddling with two knobs, sir. It's true. Which was mainly the volume of us and then the compressor that makes us not fucking clip the audio it's true because i don't know if you guys have noticed this uh in our is this episode five four four yes um jacob is a loud individual much louder than i am and we have no idea why like we speak at relatively the same volume but Mm. wavelength wise his audio is always way louder than mine 
And yeah. so he tends to peak when I don't. And, and I, you know what's weird is that we're both on the same level. Yep. It's not even that I peak more. It's just that like I get louder like when I laugh or I laugh louder than you do. It's true. And you also move away from the mic when you laugh. Like I just laugh directly. Yeah, I, I mean I try to have that mic etiquette where like anytime I have to like take a breath or snort or sneeze or whatever, I just kinda do like a little head turn. Mm. So, like I'm sure this sounds different to you guys than this does. Right. Well, that was <laughs> we're gonna complete with DLC two point folks, where we just talk about comic books and video <laughs> games the whole episode. I mean, come on, you knew that was gonna be an option. And what's weird is that we called this the Fireside Pub because we're like, yeah, you know, we're we're gonna be simulating a bar and we're gonna be like, uh, you know what though? Like the whole prerogative of the show was just simulate the conversations you have with your friends in a bar. This is probably the kind of conversation the two of us would get into. This in a is one hundred percent the conversation we would have. Um, and also, we only ever drank on that first episode. Yeah, well, it's just because of the times we've had to record. It's true. It's, it's mainly a timing, because I don't, I don't want to drink at noon. <laughs> no. I don't either, because you know, normally I have places to be after I leave Jacob's. It's not like right. Jacob and I hang out at noon. Like, hey, let's get drunk and record a podcast at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, let's do nooners, and then we're uh, <laughs> we're just chilling for the rest of the day. We're going to go play cornhole or some shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's... It's just, you know, we got shit to do, folks. Yeah, uh, hopefully one day we get to a point where, like, we can, you know, may- bring the show to its final form and actually do what we had planned to do, which is have a few drinks when we record. Mm. Um, In reality, it becomes when we can have a set... Oh, wait. I fucked up in what I was saying, because I was going to say a set schedule, but I went... No, I mean, like, a set, like, where we can just keep it, yeah. and it's not, like, in an open room area sort of thing and then also we could record at night at that point because i feel like if recording at night then that feels better about drinking than 12 o'clock in the afternoon 12 o'clock in the afternoon or even just later in the day like if it was like a five o'clock sort of thing yeah because it's five o'clock somewhere you know yeah it's why we release it at five exactly it's five o'clock here at the fireside pub if you like the show please rate us on all the podcast services that you listen to whether that be i don't even know if you can rate on spotify but spotify Apple Music. We're on a bunch of different stuff. If you'd like me to list off every service we're on, I can do that. Please do, so that I can take some time and uh, see if you can rate a podcast on. I mean, on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, as I'm. So it you, turns out I don't actually listen to podcasts on here, so I don't know. I don't really either. I mostly just listen to music. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast if I want to listen to it while I'm playing games, because mm-hmm. Spotify is just easier to transfer that stuff to. Okay, so we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Trying to get us on Amazon Podcasts. I that's the thing Amazon now. did their thing. They're doing it now. So I'm trying to get us on there. I originally had submitted us to it, and then the old thing got deleted. So, Which we never talked about on the show still, but whatever. So rate us on your podcast service of choice. It helps us you know, sort of get discovered. Um, follow the show on Twitter at the Fireside Pub. We had a really funny thing this week where someone added us about a restaurant, which we are not the Fireside Public House. Yeah. Sorry, people <laughs> of Pittsburgh. Um, uh, uh, email the show, firesidepub at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Griff. Brad doesn't have any social medias. Adios. <laughs> Can't talk to you people. Uh, like I've said many times, though, if you find them somewhere drive him off the road into a ditch and while he's crawling out of the fiery car that he that you just crashed off the road say you know what's your favorite storyline from the from spider-man and i'd probably answer you 
realistically. Yeah. I, 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 bleeding <laughs> from your face, third degree burns on your hands. And you're like, ah, oh, oh. the Gwen, death of Gwen Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for listening to the show. Thanks for drinking along with us. Click the fucking stop button.